Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You. And now here's Connie. Hey y'all, welcome September. This summer flew by for me. How about you? Sometimes I feel like I'm not sure what's going on with time. It seems like it's speeding up or maybe I'm just getting older and that's just what happens. Anyway, it's good. I love the fall. It's my favorite time of year. I love the crisp air that we experience here on the East Coast and I love the changing colorful leaves on the trees and even the trees that fall I mean the leaves the leaves that fall I I think they're they're beautiful um, it's kind of a reminder for us to let go of things um, you guys know I'm a yogi and I am all about uh, practicing those aspects of yoga that remind us Um, about how to live happier and healthier lives. So I'm Connie Bowman. I'm the host of this podcast that's been going and going like the Energizer Bunny for about six years. Thank you for listening. And this month, we're going to have a little bit of a different format because I've got a lot going on and I want to share it with you. And um, I just want to share some some things that are on my heart with you this month and see how that goes. So um, the kids are going back to school. How exciting. I have a few children's books that I'm really excited about. And this is an older one. It's Bo's Daycare Day. And it's for children who are going to daycare perhaps for the very first time. Uh, kindergarten or preschool, and maybe they have a little trepidation. Bo's Daycare Day was actually written for my grandson. And um, I was remembering back when I wrote it, I was remembering back to when I first dropped my own son, Bobby, uh, off at daycare, and he did not like it at all. And it was so stressful for me, and it, and it was stressful for him, and just the adjustment. I know it can be hard. So Bo's Daycare Day is a story. It's a poem, actually. And um, here I'll give you a little bit, a little bit of uh, a sample. But it's a story about Bo, who recalls back to a time when he was younger, because he's so wise, and he is sharing with other children, how he came to love his experience at daycare. It starts like this. I have a secret. It's silly, but true. Come closer and listen. I'll share it with you. When I was little, about one and a half, I didn't like daycare. Now that makes me laugh. I used to cry buckets when mom took me there. I'd yell and I'd scream and hold on to her hair. Now that I'm bigger... I look back at those days and see that I've grown up in so many ways. Mom and I had a talk. She said, I might find, if I give it a chance, I might change my mind. I listened to Mom and I said I would try to be brave and to smile when I felt I could cry. It's funny. It worked and I soon changed my view. My sad turned to happy. I bet yours will too. 
Let me tell you what happens on a regular day when I go to daycare to eat, sleep, and play. And then Bo goes on to talk about his day at daycare and his friends and all the fun things that they do. And just like this summer, by the end of the day, Bo can't believe it's time to go. And he's, he's kind of sad to say goodbye to his friends, but he knows that he will see them again. So it's kind of a fun book. So if you're interested, it's available at Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and um, you can get it and read it to your little ones and try to um, help ease their transition into school. Another thing I want to share, as always, Blue Planet Eyewear is a sponsor of this podcast. They are just an awesome company. They make excellent readers in every magnification, which sometimes readers are hard to find in the perfect magnification for, are you with me on that? Because sometimes uh, things change (laughs) as time goes on and we need uh, a little bit more magnification, but we don't want to go too high with the magnification. So I'm like at a 1.75. They're not always easy to find if you are just um, looking at a store. So I order mine from Blue Planet Eyewear And I use my code Connie20 and I get a nice 20% discount and you can do that too. So check them out. They're a great company. They give back to organizations like Sea International, Save the Children, lots of uh, global organizations that help provide glasses for people who uh, couldn't otherwise afford them. So they're a great company, eco-friendly, awesome. Check them out. BluePlanetEyewear.com. Okay, I got a couple more things. <laughs> I'm traveling with the elephant book. Um, there's an elephant in my bathtub. I've been doing a lot of library visits and sing-alongs, and it's been so much fun. I Every time I go to a library or a bookstore or a school, I'm, I'm just, um, I'm so pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoy this spending time with these kids and singing. And I'm like, why didn't I do this a lot sooner? (laughs) I highly recommend it. It's super fun. If you're feeling a little down, there's no way afterwards you will be be in any way blue because these kids just have so much fun and they are so sweet. And I've just had such a good time. So I think my next appearance is down in Fernandina Beach, Florida. I'm going to be at the Song and Story Bookstore, and it's a really cool place. They have a piano that sits right outside this bookstore. It's so cool. And they have a beautiful children's uh, book section. And so I'm going to be reading with kids there October 19th. And you can go to their website or you can look at my Facebook page, Connie Bowman. Uh, author page, and you can find all the information for that. So join us if you can. If you're down near Jacksonville, Fernandina Beach, Amelia Island, it's so pretty down there. I love it. And here's the most exciting news. Saved it for last. Super Socks. Woo! Super Socks, the book and the sing-along video coming out October 15th. It's now available on definitely on Barnes and Noble for pre-order and uh, probably is by now (laughs) as I record this it isn't yet but uh, available on Amazon and it will be at bookstores near you hopefully and I'll be doing the library tour with Super Socks but I'm so excited about Super Socks because it's a story about acceptance 
um, when I, this is kind of a cool story. When I started writing Super Socks, I just wanted it to be about acceptance and um, of diversity. And, um, you know, we're all different. My dad used to always say, everybody's different and nobody's perfect. Well, everybody is different. And, uh, and we should celebrate that. So that's what Super Socks was going to be about. Well, then, and it was about mix, wearing mismatched socks. Apparently, that's a trend. I also didn't know that when I started writing it, which is kind of cool. So when I started writing it, it was just about, like I said, um, acceptance of our differences. And as I got into writing the story and started you know, creating characters and everything, I found out that there is a day that celebrates people with Down syndrome. Did you know that? It's March 21st every year. It's International Down Syndrome Day. And do you know why it's March 21st? Well, I will tell you. Because 321 is the chromosome, the number of the chromosome that is uh, associated with Down syndrome. Who knew? Uh, it's so cool. So, of course, I had to incorporate uh, Down syndrome into the book, and it became a story of acceptance um, but also a story of, mm, it's got, it's, it's got a lot of aspects to it that I think will generate, um, some opportunities for discussion about acceptance of differences of every kind. So I hope you will take a look at Super Socks. And if you pick up a copy, I'd love to sign it for you. So if you get in touch with me, I, we will figure out a way for me to sign your book. But um, also, if you can leave a little review for me on Barnes & Noble and or both would be great, Amazon, I would really appreciate it because the um, the reviews really help get the word out about the book. And um, we just want to spread the word. We want kindness. You know, we need to be kinder to one another. Um, the world really needs that right now. I, do you agree? I know you do. I know you wouldn't be listening if you weren't on the same page as me. So let's promote kindness and acceptance and just make the world a better place. And starting with the kids, the kids already get it. The kids really do. I mean, but anyway, Super Socks available October 15th. Thank you for supporting me and my work and this podcast and and everything. I'm just so grateful for you. And yeah, so I'll keep you up to date on that. So today, I wanted to talk a little bit about body, mind and spirit, because I usually as I introduce this podcast, I talk about how finding a balance in body, mind and spirit is really uh, key to our happiness. And I, I know there's a lot of other things that go into being happy in this world. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to talk about what I mean by body, mind, and spirit. Um, I feel, <laughs> and this is me, I would love to, to hear your take on this. Um, I just feel as though when we find balance in body, mind, and spirit, we get a little closer to um, being able to tap into that stream of happiness that is available to us. Um, and let's just break it down. So um, there is a wisdom stream that comes from a dude named Gurdjieff. 
Uh, he's a Russian guy. Uh, he was mm, around the uh, turn of the century. People started studying his work, I think, and it was actually called The Work. Um, he also brought the Enneagram uh, forward. Uh, he, I don't think he was uh, involved in the nine types that is now um, that personality, the Enneagram personality uh, thing. <laughs> I don't think he was involved in the nine types, but he did bring the Enneagram um, forward into our culture. And um, so anyway, he taught and wrote about these three types, but instead of calling it body, mind, and spirit, he called it the intellectual, uh, the intellectual, the moving center, the intellectual center, the moving center, and the emotional center. So obviously the intellectual center for me um, correlates to the mind. And I personally spend a lot more time in my head, in my mind, um, than I do in the other two centers. And so for me, balance means kind of getting out of that mind a little bit more and spending a little more attention on my body, my physical body, and also on my emotional body. In yoga and in meditation practice, we teach about the present moment, coming into the present moment. And that is where really all the gifts are in the present moment. But how hard is it to stay in this present moment? I don't know. I'd say I'm there 1% of the time, if that much, on any given day. It's really, it takes a lot of awareness to stay in the present moment. Um, but if we pause and just notice where our thoughts are at any given time, chances are they'd be uh, looking back, either ruminating about the past or perhaps appreciating uh, something about the past or moving ahead into the future where we're planning, we're, um, you know, feeling apprehension about something that might be coming up or we're excited about something that's coming up. And uh, we're, we spend, I think, for me anyway, I should speak for myself, very little time in this present moment. So practices like meditation, um, just getting still, focusing on the breath, can really bring us back into present moment time. And this fellow, Gurdjieff, was really kind of the beginning of this mindfulness movement that we are experiencing now. Um, so the moving center where he talked about our physical incarnation, if you will, to use a Christian term, um, is really about the body. And the body is it's a great place to be. But Again, very seldom am I sitting in my body. And the body can be our portal to this present moment if we pay attention to it. So um, how to do that? <sighs> Just focusing on your feet. Where are your feet? Come into your body. Where are your feet? Bring your awareness to your hands. You can really feel the energy in your hands if you... Take your awareness into your hands. And then again, focusing on 
your heartbeat, your breath. We do a lot of breath work in yoga and meditation. Just following the breath as it enters the nostrils and then watching it as you exhale, feeling just that cool breeze on the upper lip. And if you can stay with that, and gradually over time, you'll be able to stay with more than one round of breath. I know it takes practice. That's why these things are practices. We can be in the body. So I, I kind of have this theory, and I, I need to do some more research on it, but I have taken quite a few classes on trauma. And I know for myself, um, just after stressful, traumatic events, um, well, I'll just say it, after my daughter died, I felt disconnected from my body in such a profound way that I was having like these daydreams about um, being in an airplane. I remember talking to my cousin about this, and he'd had a lot of therapy. I hadn't had a whole lot or any, actually, at that time. And I said, I keep having these daydreams that I'm in this airplane and down on the ground, there's an earthquake. And I, I don't know whether to land the airplane and land um, in the, where the earth is shaking or, or keep flying until I run out of gas and I'll just crash. <laughs> what a horrible thing, but that's disconnection from the body. So um, in some of the trauma trainings that I've had, um, we learned that there is this sense of dissociation from the body um, where we, and a lot of you guys know that. I know anyone who's experienced any kind of abuse or um, trauma of that horrible type, uh, there is this dissociation and you feel untethered like a balloon just floating off a helium balloon. And so um, coming back into the body doesn't feel safe. So we really have to gradually relearn how to feel safe and calm in the body. And these practices, again, yoga, breathing, pranayama, even walking can be uh, a way to ground ourselves back into the body and the rhythmic, uh, any rhythmic activities like walking, um, breath work, I like to go out in my kayak and paddle, and not only the sound of the paddling, but also the sound of the water um, just brings some calm to my physical space. And we are, we are spirits having a physical experience, as I think Teilhard de Chardin said. I can never say his name, Teilhard de Chardin. Tehad de Chardin. I don't know. Maybe you can say it better. Anyway, yeah, so we want to be physically present because that helps us stay in this present moment where all the good juice happens, where all the good stuff happens. Yeah. So let's do that now. Let's just take a nice deep breath. And feel it leaving the body just as you are ready. And then in some meditation practices, we do a body scan. So bring your awareness to, say, the crown of your head. And move the awareness down into your face, 
Feel the tongue, if it's on the roof of the mouth, let it fall down. Relaxing the jaw. And bring your awareness down into your shoulders. And see if you can sense your own heartbeat. Allow your awareness to come down into your belly, softening the belly. On down into the hips, if you're sitting in a chair, feel the sense of being supported. Bring your awareness down into your legs, your knees, your ankles, and finally your feet. Feel your feet on the floor, the ground. Just let your awareness rest there, feeling your connection to the earth, perhaps even imagining that you are growing roots into the earth. You belong here. And take another nice, big, deep inhalation, filling up the entire body like you're filling it up even past your physical space. Then exhale. And just take a moment to notice how you feel in your body, in this moment, here with me. And other practices like using the senses. Um, I know in my yoga teacher training, we had one day where we put a single raisin in our mouth and we just felt the texture of the raisin. We moved it around our tongue so we could taste every different type of flavor in that raisin. And we tried to keep it um, in our mouth and just let it sort of dissolve and just keep our awareness on the sense of taste. And we have other senses, right? So we can feel the, the temperature of the air on our skin. Feel the way the clothing feels on the body, if you're wearing clothes. <laughs> Notice what you see. If you have your eyes closed, notice the light that shines from the other side of your eyelids. And just notice sounds in the room. See how many different sounds you can hear, including the sound of my voice, the sound of your own breathing. So all of these sensory experiences bring us into the body. I like to use essential oils, especially with my senior yoga students, because... Um, they really enjoy not only the experience of um, the relaxation, especially the lavender or the, um, the exhilarating sort of enlivening scent of, I love to use tangerine oil. It's just a really brightening oil. Um, so those are the sense of smell is also uh, really uh, capable of bringing us into this present moment. What's better than bread baking, coffee, cookies in the oven? 
so many so many tantalizing aromas to experiment with. And then the final center that Gurdjieff uh, talks about, he talks about the emotional center. And um, the emotional center can be way out of balance, in my experience. Um, You know, we can let our emotions get away from us. Some of us have uh, the experience uh, of, well, let's just say if you've ever experienced uh, PMS, <laughs> ladies, um, it's been a while for me, but um, that's an experience where we can really tap into the experience of being in our emotional center in a, in a way that sometimes can be out of balance, right? I spent a lot of time being just very pissed off <laughs> in my PMS days. Um, and then, you know, there, there are times when we feel overly uh, down and we can let that get away from our we can take that that can take us away from our center shall I say and so um, paying attention just watching the emotions as they flow um, is a really good practice because uh, the Buddhists remind us that everything is impermanent just like thoughts float by like clouds in our meditation, emotions do change and shift. And we can either be at the mercy of our emotions or we can be the witnesses of our emotions and um, let them play themselves out by allowing not pushing them away, allowing them to uh, run their course. And they always will run their course. Always. Finding this balance between our body, our mind, and our emotion is really important. So noticing, becoming still enough to notice when we might not be in our body. We're, where are we in the future, in the past? Um, are we letting our emotions um, take us to places that are not healthy for us? Are we um, using external stimuli to take us out of the present moment, such as food, uh, alcohol, any kind of subst- chemical substances, even shopping, even exercise, as great as exercise is, and it makes me feel really good, we can overdo it. So everything in balance. And here's where the spirit, for me, the spirit uh, part comes in, because I feel like when we are in balance in mind, body, and spirit, mind, body, and emotion, um, as Gurdjieff would suggest, our spirit that spiritual part of us, we come in to this incarnation, this body that we were lucky enough to uh, be born into randomly or not so randomly. Um, We come in as these divine, beautiful, sacred spirits. And if everything is kind of chaotic, where is it going to land? 
So keeping the mind calm and steady as possible, having the body feeling balanced and healthy, you know, eating the foods that the body needs to nourish it, drinking plenty of water, getting enough sleep, gives the spirit a soft place to land. And keeping the emotions, giving them their day in the sun and allowing them to run their course in a natural, compassionate way gives our spirits a really soft place to land. So when I say body, mind, and spirit balance, I am including the emotional center uh, in there. But I really feel like the body, the mind, and the emotions are really all one in a sense. And the spirit part of us wants to be one (laughs) with us. I don't know. This is just my take. I'd love to hear what you say. St. Irenaeus said, The glory of God is the human being fully alive. And the world needs all of us to be fully alive and present. Fully present as much as possible. That's when we can be kind. We can have acceptance. We can have an easier time during transitions like the first day of preschool and kindergarten and taking our kids to college for the first time. I mean, life is just full of emotional experiences. And all of those senses that we were blessed to be able to experience in this human physical vehicle, this human temple that we are living in, are meant to be experienced. Hey, the good and the bad, the happy and the sad, the joyful, the stressful, even the stressful. It's part of our human experience. And so for those beautiful spirits that we all are to be able to be happy and healthy in this incarnation, we need to be a little bit vigilant, actually a lot vigilant. (laughs) We have to pay attention. Notice when we're going off track in one way or another and just like we make those minor adjustments when we're in a car driving and we have our hands on the wheel and we need to just adjust instead of making a major adjustment. We can, you know, my husband always reminds me not to tailgate because he knows I I like to drive a little faster than (laughs) he would like. And he's stay back, keep behind the guy in front of you. So, so that you are, you have plenty of time to make a minor adjustment. If, if you see the brake lights in the distance, you know, you gotta, you gotta be able to, uh, to stop or to change lanes when necessary. And it's so much easier on the physical body, the emotional body, 
the mental body when we make these smaller, minor, less jarring adjustments. So just something to think about on these beautiful fall days as we move forward in time together. And I just want to thank you again for listening and thank you for being supportive of one another and for being kind, just for being kind. Have a really wonderful fall. Until I talk to you next time, namaste, my friends. The light in me sees and loves the light in you.